is the Meeting of Minds podcast with me, Philippa Robinson. Hello, welcome to the Meeting of Minds podcast. I'm your host, Philippa Robinson. On this podcast, I talk about things that have been on my mind um, that I think will be helpful to share. Now, today's episode is taking me a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm going to talk about um, menopause. Now, it's taking me out of my comfort zone because um, I don't want to say anything that is um, wrong. I don't. I certainly don't want to claim to be an expert. I am not at all. Um, obviously, I have no medical training, so I can't tell you anything from that point of view. But the reason I want to talk about it is because. I don't think women talk about it enough. I think the conversation is definitely changing, which is brilliant. Um, and I just want to join in that conversation or start that conversation, perhaps, or start you thinking about it if you haven't been. And just share some information that I wish I'd known earlier. So, um, that is what I'm going to do today. Please forgive any uh, pauses and stumbles. Well, I usually do those anyway, as I wind my way through this. But it is really something that I am having to, I feel like I have to be very careful because I don't want to say anything that's wrong but I don't want that feeling of getting it wrong to stop me, to stop me doing this episode because I think it's really important. So um, here goes. So <laughs> I am 50, I keep saying I'm 51, I'm not, I'm 52 now. I'm 52. And I think, because we never really know, but I think I have been experiencing what I'm going to call menopausal symptoms, but I'll come on to those in a minute, um, for probably five, six, seven years. Um, it's hard to know because the, the symptoms that can be associated with the whole menopausal time of a woman's life are also sort of linked to um, other things. For instance, anxiety um, is definitely um, the onset of anxiety can be down to hormonal fluctuations that happen during the, the time that women are going through their menopause. Um, but also, obviously, they are it, it, anxiety is is you know can come on for any number of reasons so um it's it's really difficult for me to say what is a, what actually is a symptom of the menopause but what i know is that the way i dealt with life the way i experienced life that's a better way of putting it changed dramatically when i was round about 45 46 then at 47 or very, I was very nearly 48, but so let's call it 48. Then at 48, I had 
something quite dramatic that happened to my eye, which was in no way related to um, uh, the hormone fluctuations in my body. Um, I believe that happened for all number of other reasons, which I have discussed on other podcasts. But that led me to what Brené Brown calls a midlife unraveling. It, it, it led me to question the very essence of who I am, what had brought me to where I was in my life at that time, how the bloody hell I was going to carry on going. Um, and ultimately a period of real upheaval for two or three years. So I think I was already experiencing some symptoms. Then that happened. Then as a result of that unraveling, I began to question who I was, which led me to understand that I was suffering from burnout at work, which led me to take a bit of a back seat with that and question it more which led me to question my values then the values at work and actually ultimately leave my job so from the over the period of two and a half years there was a massive amount of upheaval and I think none of those were caused by the menopause but the very fact that I was experiencing menopausal symptoms during that time was quite a potent thing to add to the mix. Now, hindsight, I appreciate, is a wonderful thing, but I can't help wondering that if I had understood that perhaps some of what was going on for me was down to hormonal fluctuations in my body, I might have been have been able to understand it a little bit better um that's the logic you know the logic in me I'm afraid I kind of want to make sense of things all the time um but I think it would have helped it would have helped me to know that I just wasn't going um mad I did feel like I was going mad at times I knew I was having a breakdown and I really felt people were judging me for that and thinking I should just get over it so it was quite a torrid time. And had I known some of these things were linked to a perfectly natural um, thing. Sorry, that's not a great word, is it? But a thing that was happening to my body, I might have found that a little bit easier. I might have found it possible to carry on with my job. Um, I mean, I'm not saying I regret leaving because I don't, but I do wonder whether it might have allowed me to deal with it differently at the time. So that is my experience um, of menopause so far, which is what has led me to want to share some of what I have learned with you in case it helps you uh you or any of you who are listening or any of your friends or um you know anyone to just hear that some of the things you are experiencing are actually quite normal because 
I don't think we know enough about it. You know, we we don't we don't we well certainly when I was at school we didn't learn much about our bodies anyway. Um, I didn't get any help from my mum to learn about um, periods and pregnancy and just being a woman, let alone how to go through the menopause. And, you know, people say to me, so what was your mum's experience of the menopause like? And I'm afraid I've got no idea and she's not here for me to um, ask. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just riding this roller coaster. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, on the whole, it is not, it's not that bad. Now, maybe I'm being lucky. Um, well, I say lucky, um, having had quite a torrid time of it. Uh, but physically, I am not experiencing that much of a, um, God, what am I trying to say? I'm not, I'm not finding that that the symptoms of the menopause are affecting me too badly on a day-to-day -day basis now. Now that I have had my therapy, now that I am out the other side of the, the massive emotional upheaval that went on, um, I am finding it easier. Have, however, if I was still in that time, in that um, unravelling, in that period of questioning and uh, generally being a bit a bit depressed and a bit really worried about what was going on and what 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 was becoming of my life. If I was still in that time, I think I would find um, the symptoms hard to deal with. So, um, yeah. So just a few things that I have learned, really, about this period that we call the menopause. So there are really three stages to it, which are lumped together and called the menopause. So my understanding is that there are three stages. First of all, we have the perimenopause. Then we have the menopause. Then we have the post-menopause phase. So I read a statistic. I've done a, I've done some research, obviously, before I've come on here. Um, and I, apparently the average age for a woman to go through the menopause, which is all these three stages, is... 41 to 58. And, you know, it's not going to take all that time, but the average age where perhaps symptoms start is anything in your, from your 40s and will, and, and will depending on when they start um, or, or, you know, can carry on through most of your 40s or, and, and 50s to varying degrees. And some people are, you know, might not experience many perimenopausal um, symptoms, and not many postmenopausal symptoms. So actually, you know, um, the period from which they feel sort of affected or are actually in the menopause might feel like very short because the menopause is actually the period of 12 months when women don't actually have a period. So their menstrual cycle has stopped. But for any of us, who like me are in very much in the perimenopause and are desperately waiting for that last period to appear, um, you only know that you will have completed that 12 month period, period of time of not having a menstrual cycle. Of course, you only know that you've got there when you have reached that 12 months. And 
I keep thinking I'm there because I've had a I've had a time of three months and four months um, uh, of not having a period, and now I seem to be back to every month. It's really, really frustrating because I just want to get rid of them all, bring it on, you know, just get me to the other end, please. Um, so we only really know that we have been in the period of time known as the menopause when we get to the end of it. So it's almost like it's one moment in time. One day you realise it has been 12 months since my last period. I have therefore just been through the period, uh, sorry, the menopause, and I am now postmenopausal. Okay, I don't think we actually understand that. So when we talk about the menopause, if I, I think there is a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of confusion. And if I said to somebody who didn't quite know, perhaps, um, some of the things I've just said, and said, oh, I'm in the menopause, I think they would think that would mean that I'm not having periods anymore. But that's actually not the case because we tend to lump all those three phases together as the menopause. But also if I said, oh yeah, God, the, uh, I don't know, uh, the mood swings, you know, are just really hard to cope with. Um, but that, you know, that's because I'm in the menopause. So um, I suppose I've just got to put up with it or something like that. Maybe I might say something like that. They might think, oh yeah, um, I'm having, you know, I'm really experiencing some highs and lows and I'm not quite sure what's going on next. So these mood swings are quite hard but I am still having periods. So actually I'm not in the menopause, so it can't be down to that. But that's simply not true. Um, you know, some women go through really early menopause and it's always worth checking if you find a change in your behavior that is concerning. And sometimes it's good to rule out um, that you're not actually going through early menopause. But from 40 onwards, there is a chance that behavior that um symptoms or things that you're you are experiencing that might be new or different may well be down to the hormonal changes in your body which are really quite subtle to start off with well they might be i mean they might be quite strong i suppose i can only tell you about my experience but bit by bit i found that i was becoming anxious i was my mood swings were quite, were really um, hard to cope with. But the worst one, the well, the worst, the one that had the biggest impact for me was my complete lack of confidence. I just lost all confidence in my ability to do my job. And that was part of the reason I left, partly. There were other reasons. But it's actually more common than we know, than we realise, for women in the perimenopause phase to seriously question their ability to carry on doing their job and to leave that job when in fact they are struggling with symptoms of the menopause because they are in that perimenopause phase. That is actually really common. And, you know, we are losing brilliant women from the, um, from the workforce because of that and because of our lack of understanding and awareness, it's not on, is it? You know, if men had we had to go through the menopause, we'd know much more about it. Of that, I'm quite sure. So I really um, 
urge you to seek some help if you are experiencing these things and I will come on to the symptoms in a moment because there's a list of 34 um, symptoms that are linked to menopause and I really urge you to to seek some help there is lots of information on the internet um I follow someone on Instagram called uh, she's at Magnificent Midlife and there's lots of resources on her um uh you can use the link to get to her website there's lots of resources there I listen to her podcast which is fabulously uplifting she speaks to some brilliant women who have completely changed their lives um and um post-menopause and are just living a great life it's a real it's a phase that I am really my, my 50s are by far I know I'm only two years into it by far my favorite decade so far I am having a fantastic midlife phase so far and I really believe that you know the best is yet to come um I really do um so the sooner I can get kick these periods into touch the better because <laughs> I never know when it's going to appear but you know there you go small price to pay I suppose um one thing I would note um, is that I have tracked the dates of, I have written down the list of my periods for years now. Um, I can't remember why I started to do it. Um, maybe I started to do it when I was trying to get pregnant. I can't remember. But my periods have always been all over the place. I um, was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome uh, at 25. Um, I had my first period at 15. I didn't have another one for three years. But I think looking back, that was probably a result of my body reacting to the trauma at home. But, you know, that's a, another subject. Um, so my periods have been all over the place. They always have. Um, but I started writing them down and it's just a habit that I have carried on. Actually, I didn't start doing it in 2006. I haven't got 16 years written down. Mm, um, but I certainly have been writing them down for years now. And it's really good for me to to track the 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 time frame and they they got a bit closer together then they got a bit further apart and now they're all over the shop so I'm very much in the later stages of the perimenopause and the average age that a woman hits the menopause which is that period of 12 years without a period is 51 but that I think largely it is definitely done by 58 um I'm obviously 52 now and I've not reached that stage yet um, so, it, you know, it will take a little while yet, no doubt. You know, like most things to do with the body, it's not an exact science and our bodies will do, you know, what they're designed to do um, exactly when they, you know, is right for them, but we don't know. <laughs> um, so it's just a bit of a, you know, a waiting game, really. And I, I think that's what makes the menopause quite a difficult phase because of its unpredictability because we don't know when the period is going to stop and I think that's very hard for us especially if we you, you know have been you know especially if we're, we're planners and we like uh you know we're we're, we're we're living busy lives and we we like to know when these things are going to happen. I mean, for some, obviously, it's important to, to, to know if they're still, to know when it's happening, to know when they're going through the menopause. Um, 
because obviously there's not a risk of getting pregnant by then for women who are still taking, you know, using uh, contraception. I, I haven't needed to for years because my husband had a vasectomy. Um, but there's all sorts of, um, all sorts of things that sort of, that, that, that come along with that. So I know plenty of women sort of around about my age who still have a coil fitted, but actually if it's the coil with hormones that might well be affecting the body. So that might interfere with the natural menopause of the body. I, I don't know enough about that at all to say any more than that. I'm just saying it, it, it's something to consider. But I really definitely think it's a good idea to write down, uh, to, to note your period. So write down the date of your first day of each period each time. And you can then track. I do that and then put how many days it has in between each one so I can, I can track what is happening. It just, it will all, it also allows me to know when the last one was rather than I was thinking, oh, when was my last period? When was it? And not really knowing. Um, I found that quite useful. Um, it's also quite frustrating because I keep having to add new dates rather than um, it being the last one. So now I think it's a good idea for me to, to give you a list of the 34 most common symptoms related to the menopause. So the only symptom of the menopause itself is that your periods stop. The only thing that the menopause actually does is make your periods stop. Okay. But because of the hormone fluctuations that are going on in our bodies that, that mean that the, the periods stop, there are other things that can happen to us. So as everybody, I'm sure the top first thing that anybody would say if you mentioned uh, menopause would be hot flushes. Um, not everybody gets hot flushes. Um, a lot of people will, and to varying degrees. Um, so, you know, to to varying degrees of how debilitating they are. I was I was watching a documentary where this woman was talking about hers, and they just sounded absolutely horrendous. So. Um, that's not been my experience. I think that is, you know, not the norm. I think the norm is for them to be a little bit um, uncomfortable and uh, in a work setting or a formal uh, social setting. I think they're a little bit, well, they're a little bit tricky to deal with only because we don't always feel comfortable going, oh, God, I'm having a bit of a hot flush. Um, but I, I mean, I, I do now. I kind of quite happy opening, owning it and going, oh God, can you stomp the window? Or can somebody fan me? I am just so hot. I go through phases. I had a lot of hot flushes a few years ago and then they largely stopped, but they're back with a vengeance at the moment. Um, coupled with that, another thing is night sweats, which are obviously hot flushes during the night. Those really come and go. Um, they can be really unpleasant. Um, and, uh, you know, I know some people have to feel like they sleep, you know, have to sleep on a towel to, um, you know, to soak the sweat up and things. They can be very um, unpleasant. Um, I think that is all that I can say about them. They can be unpleasant. But, um, it, yeah, um, those are two of the the most uh, known 
symptoms along with irregular periods. And then we've got mood swings. That's another quite common one. I found um, I had a lot of mood swings, um, certainly a few years ago, and I probably still do now, um, but I'm sort of used to it. Um, we've got uh, decreased libido and vaginal dryness. So those are quite common, as are fatigue. Oh, God, yes. And anxiety. Absolutely. Um, and with that came a loss of uh, uh, confidence with me. Um, disrupted sleep. Um, sometimes because of the night sweats. Um, I think um, I, I know a friend of mine who gets um, twitchy legs and that keeps her awake. So there's lots of reasons why our sleep is disrupted. Memory lapses. Oh, my goodness. How many of us sort of go, oh, I get halfway through a sentence sometimes and go, OK, what was I trying to say? But I kind of just laugh along with it now because it's a bit daft, isn't it? Um, but it's just a bit daft that I've lost my way. But that's just the way my brain's working at the moment. Um, it does come back. It's not like you have lost the use of your memory as it was forever. Um, I, I have heard plenty of people say that it comes back um, and that your ability to concentrate more comes back. So I also have heard people, women, talking about them thinking that those symptoms of memory loss and things, which were actually symptoms of the menopause or the hormonal changes around menopause, they actually started thinking it was perhaps um, Alzheimer's or something like that. And, you know, if you are worried, please don't let that worry fester. Go and talk to your doctor, ask for a hormone test. They can tell you if your hormones are, your hormone levels are changing and um, just go and get some help. Don't worry yourself that you are um suffering symptoms of something that actually you might not be doing um please go and get some help um other common ones are weight gain uh, irritability <laughs> irritability irritable who's irritable not me uh and depression so those are the main ones but there are a few more and I definitely found that for me, I suffered more from the mental and emotional symptoms rather than the physical ones. And I think it's the physical ones that we know more about, which is why when we are experiencing the mental or emotional symptoms more, we don't necessarily correlate it with the idea, with the, with the, the sense that, oh, maybe this is the menopause. Okay, so just a quick run through these other ones. So headaches, so we all get headaches at times, or, you know, it's quite common to get headaches at times, but increased headaches for no other reason, maybe. Breast soreness, burning mouth, joint pain, digestive problems, electric shocks. Oh my goodness, I get those all the time. All the time, hilarious. Gum problems, tingling extremities. I get that as well. Itchy skin, I get that as well. 
hair loss, dizzy spells, bloating, stress incontinence, brittle nails. Yeah, I got that as well. Allergies, irregular heartbeat, body odor. Get that as well. Panic disorder and osteoporosis. So, you know, please don't think that that list, you're going to get all of those things because you're not. You know, it's it's a very, you know, looking at that list in its entirety, it's quite a scary list. So, you know, please know that you are unlikely to experience all of those symptoms. Um, and, the you know, some of those symptoms are actually your body telling you that you, that, that, that it needs something, something needs addressing. Um, and that could be something physical or it could be something emotional. You know, I say it a lot, but our body gives us information all the time. Um, if we can just be aware of it and listen to it, it is really trying to help us out. But I wanted to tell you that list because I don't think that list is that well known and understood. And I hope that gives you um, a bit more of an idea of some of the things that might be going on for you and that actually it might be to do with the menopause if you hadn't already put two and two together. So, uh, and the other thing as well is that, like for instance, with anxiety, for, for instance, you know, you might be a little bit anxious, generally, a lot of people are, but if you notice that it escalates and you can't work out why, you know, because it's not like it's related to something that, you, you know, that is going on in your life and you're aware of. Um, or maybe things that you manage to deal with sort of quite well, all of a sudden you're not able to. That could well be to do with the menopause. So just bear those, you know, they are warning signs. Bear them in mind. And... Um, be kind to yourself and seek help because there is help out there more and more there is more of a discussion going on around menopause there is more help available I think it's a bit hit and miss going to see your doctor um, but there is there is definitely help out there and the more information that you can gather for yourself the more informed you are the more um, you can seek the right sort of help for yourself so I hope that was useful and I hope that hasn't been confusing. Um, and uh, if you have any um, questions or, um, you know, I, I'm not professing to be able to answer them, but I might be able to point you in the right direction. Um, and um, yeah, just, just, you know, the, the menopause is a perfectly natural um, stage that our bodies go through and it all it's really doing is telling us that the reproductive stage of our life is over from a from the point of view of us being able to create children ourselves and it, it it's allowing that part of our body to shut down to then allow us to focus on other things it's actually the great the 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 start of a great new phase in our lives. Um, well, that's certainly what I am finding. And, you know, 
sorry if I'm a bit upbeat and a bit annoying about it, but it 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 it, it really is. Life definitely has started at 50 for me. And um you know, the menopause is just a sort of a, a sign of that in a way. Um, now that I know obviously I'm not having any more children and I can concentrate on the ones that I've got and also on me and what comes next for my um my phase in my life because I feel like I'm only just getting going I really I really do so I have no idea what's coming next no idea at all um and you know I've got little inklings but who knows what's going to happen and I'm really really open to it and I'm just waiting and seeing where what paths open anyway so I hope that's been useful uh and that that's it for this episode thank you so much for listening um have a great day and get in touch with me if you would if you want to I'd love to hear from you I'm on Instagram at safe uh safe and supported coaching uh my uh website is safe and supported.co.uk you can send me an email at meeting of minds podcast at gmail.com and um please sign up for my newsletter um that would be great uh, you'll find that on the bottom of the homepage on my um website okay that's it for today's episode and I'll be back soon with another episode Take Bye. Thank you for listening to the Meeting of Minds podcast. You can find this podcast in all the usual places. Please tell your friends. Please subscribe. And if you have a moment, I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review as it helps other people find us and helps me spread the messages of empowerment and positivity that I'm really passionate about. If you want to find out more about me, you can visit my website at www.safeandsupported.co.uk. Until next time, bye.